Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan and this is Storytelling Secrets. G'day and welcome back to another episode here at Storytelling Secrets. We're up to episode 44 and... I've got some paid traffic experts coming onto the show today. I've got two experts, Kevin Davis and Spencer Shaw. It's my first three-way interview here on Storytelling Secrets, and we're really diving deep into what's working right now with Facebook ads, especially with all this COVID craziness. I wanted to make it really, really specific to what's going on in the marketplace right now, and it's definitely going to be a help you, uh, especially when it comes to running ads. Um, and we're going to especially has to do with storytelling as well. Um, so today's episode, just to get you a little bit excited, um, that Kevin and Spencer take me through a deep dive uh, through what a, a campaign would look like, through all the retargeting, through all the audiences, and even through what goes into the story. Um, and even the, the nitty-gritty details of what, how each story progresses from video to video and then nurtures them into a customer. It's a really fascinating chat and um, I even go just a bit selfish and you know I'll ask a bit like, is this even work for say like a, a free offer or a, you know, a lead magnet offer? Um, so I definitely answer every question I know you would have as well when it comes to running Facebook ads right now in this craziness. So I hope you're going to enjoy my three-way interview with Spencer and Kevin and they're from Paid Traffic Lab Podcast. Uh, so definitely go check them out. They've also got a little freebie for you guys. All right, so I just thought I might get you a little bit excited at the start of the episode about the freebie because, you know, you're listening right now. Basically, they're giving me a $49 coupon to a little course about advanced Google Tag Manager um, training. And it's all about retargeting. And you probably know that retargeting is one of the easiest ways to get your offer in front of people who've already sort of kind of shown some interest in you. So it's very, very easy to, you're remarketing to warm people in a sense. And so it teaches you all about um, audience engagement and retargeting on say on your website and your videos. So um, take them up on that offer. It's, it's, a, it's a $49 course for free basically. So I'm going to leave that in the link to the description, but otherwise enjoy the podcast with Spence and Kev today. Welcome back, everyone, to Storytelling Secrets. I'm here with Spencer Shaw and Kevin Davis from paytraffic.com and the Pay Traffic Lab podcast. This is going to be our first three-way conversation on Storytelling Secrets. Um, let's start off with Kevin. Kevin, so I'd love it if you could uh, tell me a little bit how you guys started off as partners 
and then um, how you transitioned into the podcast. Yeah, we actually have known each other for a number of years now. Both of us are going gray. We've we've known each other so long. <laughs> it, uh, it all started uh, back, uh, there used to be a, what's called a, a meetup group. I think you guys have meetup down in Australia as well, right? Yep. Um, and Stompernet was a big uh, marketing company way back when. And um, they used to have meetups and we met there in Salt Lake City at a meetup and I had just uh, set up a outsourcing company in um, Philippines to actually handle the marketing of um, it's the second or third book in the one minute millionaire series from Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen. And as part of that, in one of those meetups, I brought a uh, mind map in there of all the different outsourcing um, tips and all the information with that. And it kind of blew Spencer's mind and we've been friends ever since. And uh, coming off of that, we, we formed a company together with Social Traffic Lab, uh, building Facebook apps um, together. And, and uh, Spencer was kind of the creative copywriting uh, idea kind of guy behind the, the business. And I was the technical implementation one to put it all together. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Spence, when you, when you first saw that mind map of that outsourcing, um, what was your first impressions? This guy... He's, he's got, he's onto something or, you know, like a little bit skeptical about what he, what he had on offer there. Um, I had already been, I mean, this is, you know, what, what was that? 2009, 10, something yeah, like that. I don't I think know. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I had already been outsourcing, but Kevin pulls out this mind map and it was just like, it was, it was like someone opening up, you know, Indiana Jones's map to like the treasure. <laughs> and I thought, Oh my gosh. And, um, and, and it was so complex um, from the perspective of like, oh, we have a trigger here that then notifies through Mechanical Turk and then it uh, assigns this task. And um, it, the complexity was amazing, but the simplicity of the mind map was what I said, okay, this guy knows his stuff. And, and we're doing a lot of automation and different things yeah. and custom development stuff. Yeah. It was nerd love at first sight. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. And how many years ago was this again? Sorry. Now, this is like a decade ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years okay. ago. Yep. And then when did you guys start to uh, work together and dabble in pay traffic? Um, that, uh, go for it, Kevin. Well, we had run some paid traffic and stuff with that. And then we did uh, a bunch of products on Warrior Forum when that was still big. And, and that's how we launched the Facebook apps and stuff. And then we were, we were running traffic with that. Um, I was also running traffic at the time for my wife's uh, e-commerce business. She sold cardstock online, the the thick paper for making cards and um, uh, business cards and different things like that. And um, and so then I went off my merry way running uh, traffic for different clients and stuff. And then uh, we kind of came back uh, together when Spencer started his agency, uh, Podkick, and, and managing uh, podcasts production for companies. Um, and then he convinced me to, to go ahead and, and get back into the pod, uh, podcasting game. Nice. So it was, it was your agency that kind of gave Spencer, your agency that kind of gave the kick to say, Hey, let's get this podcast into gear. Nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and the cool thing is I think we've always understood what our strengths are and our weaknesses together. And so uh, Kevin's strength is on the the technical side and and 
like a like a data scientist, he can he can look at massive amounts of data and then he can analyze it and decide what needs to be done. And I am on a more creative but persuasive side where I can look at a lot of information, um, but I also look at the behavior and I'm able to connect dots oftentimes before other people can. And then I'll run that by Kevin and Kevin will say, okay, well, let's back that up. And then he can, he'll often come up with whatever that small idea I had and, and then transform it into something that's actually, you know, actionable or analytical. Yep. That's really powerful. Um, Cause you see so many people who are friends going to business and then they realize that, I think Kevin and I were talking about this. You realize you're both say the marketing brains and then there are clashes and, it does, it's not harmonious because the skills don't uh, complement each other. So, yeah, really, really cool. All right, let's get started with, because um, you two guys are my Facebook ad experts. I want to sort of talk about, because it's kind of really relevant right now, COVID-19. Um, and I've just been hearing from a few friends, you know, the platform, there's cheaper ads or there's more people on the platform. But I just kind of want to hear firsthand from you guys what, what's actually happening right now on the platform. Yeah, what we see is uh, that the the cost for reaching a thousand people, what we call the CPM costs, have been down uh, considerably. Um, we did see kind of a ripple last week where it started to come up again. I think it was just, uh, I think it was partially related to some of the news and stuff coming out, being that where we are in the whole cycle of COVID nineteen. Um, but it seemed to normalize over this weekend as well, back to where it was. Um, even though the traffic is cheaper, what we're seeing is, and the cost per click is cheaper. So traffic, not only uh, the, the cost of reaching a thousand people is cheaper. And then of course that attributes to the cost to uh, get people to your website is cheaper, but we're seeing the conversion rates on the website itself also dropping. So you're not the, the really the pricing for like a lead cost or a sale is kind of normalizing um, yep. that it's, it's about the same. Uh, even though we have lower costs for the reach and, and traffic side of it. Yep. So it costs less to get them on the, on your site, but actually getting them to take action is what's the harder bit. Okay. And um, what are you seeing right now? Say with the type of ads, the type of messaging, the language, maybe even the story that's, that's working well right now, Spence. Um, I think there are a lot of things that you need to avoid. So uh, what happened was there were some marketers out there that maybe didn't take all of this seriously. And so they would try and do parody videos or they would do anything that would um, maybe try and get a knee jerk reaction out of people. And that's really hurt their brands. So seriously. Um, and then you have a lot of content that is working. So I'll tell you what's working um, almost like on an intimate basis um, that I think every business owner should be doing uh, with several different audiences. So one, do this with uh, all of your team members. Second, do it with uh, the clients that you have, clients, customers. And then three, do it with the audience that you want to attract. So first type of message that has to come out is you need to let your team members know what's going on internally as a company um, and that you have their back and that you um, are looking out for them and give them a very clear map and a plan of that. So if you're a private company, go through and let them know maybe a little bit more details about the financials. That doesn't mean you have to open up your books and show them P&Ls or anything like that. But you know, for example, in my company, 
I let all of my team members know, hey, we're a debt-free company. We have cash in the bank. We're going to be able to withstand this for a while. So that was really important to them. Uh, number two, client side, let them know about your availability and proactively add value to them. Now, that oftentimes leads to easy marketing where people think that changing the price or affecting the price is where they should go. And I would totally disagree about that. So if you have a product, I think the last thing you should change is the price because uh, if you're starting to get them accustomed to new pricing now, what's going to be the difference in three, six months or whatever that is like, Hey, cool. We're all not facing this. We're going to go back to regular pricing. That doesn't really provide any value. Um, but what you can do is you can say, Hey, look, our response times, uh, since we're, you know, all going to be around the house, um, we're going to respond faster. Or maybe it's like, Hey, we're understanding what situation you're in there. These are the additional value services or pieces to the product delivery that we're offering. So, and then third, um, that should go out to uh, your prospective audience let them know what's happening your story, the empathy that you have um, and the purpose, the piece of your brand. Uh, I think too often uh, we, we, we kind of like, I see this happen all the time where small businesses want to come across as really large businesses and large businesses want to come across as like, I'm the cool influencer. Um, and so like they both try and like switch paths I think right now is just the time to be exactly who you are. Be real. Um, I would imagine, you know, if you're a listener base, um, you know, it's going to be smaller companies that are scrappy. They really care. Uh, the story matters now more than it ever has. Okay, cool. There's a lot we're going through here. Um, I love how you said that before you even do anything, your team is number one priority. So you need to lay out what's going on, give them a roadmap, give them the financials. So they, they themselves have that certainty so that they can feel confident going about their job. Um, that's super important and giving, being proactive with that, um, approach with your clients instead of just like, you know, reducing price, which is everyone is what I'm seeing that a lot right now. Everyone's either giving away or reducing price. Um, maybe think about hacking respond faster or, um, just thinking about if you are going to discount price, how is that going to affect you when you decide to, you know, increase your price later down the track? Um, but more importantly, I want to touch on this point and you said, what's, especially if you're a smaller brand focusing on your story and the purpose of your brand, um, what kind of story, um, is it the brand story? Is it the story of how they've maybe been affected by COVID or their customers and how they've helped them? I'm, I'm very curious about this. So I, I'm going to, I'll jump into the creative side and then yep. the real strategy will come from Kevin. Um, he uses a strategy with behavioral targeting that is like amazing. So on the creative side, um, I always try and make the customer the hero. Um, it should be less about me at any time. And so I want to find whatever is working for a customer, you know, with, with the e-commerce products that we have or with uh, clients on the service business. I want them to be the hero and, and highlight that. Um, as far as COVID goes, yes, I think on the behavioral side that Kevin may touch on will work, but we have to look at this long-term and we have to really get back. So stories comes down to communication and persuasion. 
And so if we think about that on, on the real emotional rock bottom level, what we need to do is we need to communicate and understand where people are. So most people are consuming way too much information now. So what that's going to do is that's going to create overwhelm and anxiety. Um, Most people are looking for someone to give them guidance, uh, to give them reassurance, um, to give them the confidence that they need. And, And there are a lot of brands out there that are trying to be empathetic, but it's it's not really coming across that way. You'll see that like on TV with like with bank brands or like in large insurance companies, like they play on the music and they're like, we're the brand that cares, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you're like, no, you're not. Um, but if you're going out there and you say, hey, look, uh, Julian has this business and this is his livelihood. And let me tell you how it's affected him and the people around him. And it's like a real story and you can make almost any story interesting. Now you have it. Um, But just like using like the typical jargon words, like it's not going to pierce right now, but I don't know. I'm for me, like I, I can, I can come up with the creative side and then I say, okay, Kevin, like how do we actually make this work? And that's where the behavioral targeting will come into play. Okay. I really like this. So your story if this is like the creative side of the video, um, essentially you want to be giving them hope and guidance and confidence that they too can complete whatever you obviously want them to do. But the main important thing is that you're, you're getting ideally someone you've helped highlighting their struggle and their story, which for the most part has been the same for a while. But in this case, we really need to highlight the struggles that they went through and how they were feeling potentially lost info overwhelm. That's a pretty big one. And then how your company was able to help fix that. Is that, does that sound about right? It does. Um, as you were recapping that, I, I thought of an example that was perfect. And this came up, I sent it to Kevin, I think about a week or about a week and a half ago. Um, it's the founder of Beachbody. And he created a Facebook ad campaign that was so well done. And it was on his cell phone. And he just got on and he's like, hey, hey guys, I just got done with my workout here I'm at home, like all of us at home. And, um, you know, sometimes it just sucks. Like it feels like we don't have any support, blah, 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 blah. And um, he just made it intimate, but it was a video shot from his phone. It wasn't professional. Mm-hmm. And then they, the creative team went through and they cut in a bunch of B-roll and they cut in like screenshots, but it was his audio the entire time. And because it was on a cell phone and intimate, that's how all of our world works now. So I think we're people, I would say this with marketers a lot. Like you often see marketers, they think they have to like have a perfect backdrop or a green screen behind them. Well, I mean, now TV shows are run from bedrooms. So it's like everything is off the table. Like nothing really matters now. Like it's an even playing field. Um, So it's like, if anything this made bedroom marketers and bedroom business owners like on the same level as any public company. That's really interesting um, because you're saying the people who are consuming this media are probably in the same setting and they're like, holy crap, I can feel like this person is in the same situation as me. And that bond is formed just in that, just that little environmental nuance. 100%. Yeah. 
Cool. Kevin, I really want to hear your opinion on, say, the behavioral targeting side. So that's the creative side, but what actually happens to, you know, show this to the right people? Yeah. So a lot of what we're doing within our clients is, is having a, uh, one thing that's working really well right now is kind of a, who is Spencer Shaw video type of thing. So that video would be more centered around how he started his company, why he started it, what the core values for that company is and different things like that. And in this case, in the current environment, we could also include some of the COVID-19, the, how he's taking care of his, uh, his team members and how it's impacting his clients and how they're adapting to serve the clients better during this, during this time. Um, and actually one of the things that Spencer's doing on, on one of the personal videos they sent out, he's uh, actually helping uh, his clients that were not traditionally working from home now working from home because he has a lot of experience in that. He offered that as, as kind of a value add for all of his clients that, you guys need help with that and, and how your team members can be transitioned to a work and home environment and how to get the most out of your team members still, even when they're not working in an office. And he offered that to him. And so that, that first video that we run as an ad, that could be going to, um, going to an offer. And I have some clients that are selling books. Um, and so it's, it's a real, who is the author of the book? Why did they write this book? And why does it matter to the audience that we're targeting? So that, that message is kind of customized based on who we're targeting also. So uh, whether I'm targeting a financial company or whether I'm targeting a startup, the messaging there is going to be a little bit different. Um, then the second video based on the people that not only watched that video, but then went out to the site to, let's say, look at our offer, look at the book or look at uh, to go to a, a page, maybe to book a call for a consultation in, in the case of Spencer's case, we can then take those visitors to the page and then retarget them if they didn't uh, book a call or didn't take the next step to then kind of go into uh, a continuation of that story as well. Or it, depending on where it is in that, if they um, now didn't, if they booked the call but didn't show up, it could be maybe they go into like an FAQ type of video uh, saying that these are kind of the benefits that people get the most value out of this call. And this is the reason why we do the call. And this is, this is what you'll get just by booking a call with us. Um, and then from booking the call and going to that thank you page and actually now showing up, we could then still retarget those people with their email address into uh, another campaign where maybe they're not ready to start a podcast yet, but we could then be retargeting them kind of into um, a content sequence. So it's taking them back out to blog posts or a video that Spencer has for um, different things about getting ready to do a podcast and what kind of um, assets they need or what kind of commitment is involved. Cause it could be that they're thinking, well, this is going to take way too much of my time and things like that. And so it's, it's that sequence of, as they take actions, we change the ads or change the messaging that they're, they're seeing based on the actions that they last took. Yeah, cool. So what I've got here in my little sketch is they see the story of the sort of like behind the scenes with Spencer and his team um, right. and really telling um, how he cares about what's going on right now. And then you'll ideally send them to the site. And then if they're not signing up, they're getting retargeted with say, I'm guessing you're ending the first story with an open loop. Is that right? 
Yeah, it depends on how it's structured. And this, the videos that he did originally here weren't necessarily a call to action type of thing in, in the yep. ones that he did there. On the other ones, the other clients I had, it's more of a call to action to go out to buy their book or to book a call type of thing. And, and then if they don't take that action, if they didn't make it to the thank you page, then um, the video is not as much of an over, the open loop there is for them to go to take the next action. If they don't take the next action, then and they didn't follow through on that call to action at the end of the video then we know that it's an abandonment there and we have to kind of direct them into a new path yep so it, it basically go story site story um book call site if they still don't do that then you're directing them to um hey you're not really ready for a podcast just yet this is what is so this is how you can maybe take a few baby steps to get towards that and then right nurture from that sort of perspective okay cool that's and that's also a good place where the testimonials play a good part of that as well so it could be that you just don't have enough social proof yet that they think that you are the company to work with uh, you know and or it could be that they're price sensitive so it's you have to kind of gauge it uh, based on what they're looking at on the site as well if they're going to your pricing page and this is a person that's price conscience mm -hmm. um, if it's a person looking at like your testimonials or your uh your example works and stuff. That's someone that's looking for kind of the, the proof of that you're the company to go with. Okay, great. Now I haven't played with Facebook ads for a while, but big question on my mind is, is this budget friendly for someone who um, doesn't have thousands of dollars to have on ad spend during the week? And that's the, the benefit of the video ads. So we, we use a video ads a lot. And the main reason why is we can build a retargeting audience so much cheaper based on video views than any other thing. So a person doesn't have to go to the website to become part of that pool that we can now retarget with sequential videos. Um, so that's the other option. We've done this in the past with huge product launches in the coaching industry where we're selling a $2,000 product uh, in a three-week product launch uh, from a webinar or a, uh, a live event, uh, a virtual live event, um, we would run uh, three weeks prior to the launch actually starting, we'd run a sequence of videos that actually told the stories of the founders of the, uh, the struggles that they went through when they are experiencing the same problems that their prospects are experiencing, how mm -hmm. they kind of overcame them and, and how they created the company to support that. And, and then, took what they learned from that experience to create the structure for the training that they're providing as part of this product launch. Um, and what we did with that is through a series of about uh, 10 to 12 videos going through each of those stories. And yep. most of them, they were ranging from about five minutes to 15 minutes in length uh, of video. And then sequentially retargeting them, taking them through each day as a new video is being released, retargeting the previous uh, watchers into those next videos we were able to put uh, 16,000 people into a Facebook group in about two weeks. Nice. From a, oh, it's been a Facebook group from a sequential story sequential video campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting. And um, just so like the breakdown. So for people to understand, would that be say audiences who've seen maybe 50% or more or 75 or how did that actually work in the, in the we actually side? go lower because it's a, a bigger audience. We'll go to 25% view usually. Yep. Um, and especially on the longer video. So the longer the video is, the, the, the uh, lower uh, end of the group will go. Um, so on, a, on maybe on a five-minute video, a 25% is over a minute uh, in uh, duration. Um, 
And so the ideal front end video that we're working with is a short video. It's usually about a minute, minute and a half so yep. that we can get people into the deeper buckets of uh, 50%, 75% or 90% and kind of uh, target those. Even in that, we see uh, a better response on targeting like the lower end of that at 50%. And even when we make our lookalike audiences, so if we have a big enough pool of people that watch this video and now we want to go out to cold audiences, but be similar to the ones that engage well with the videos, we will still create those on a 50% audience because that gives us a bigger pool of people for Facebook to match with the colder audiences. So we'll get a better qualified because it's a, a better um, segment of the audience. Okay. So lots of data coming through and this is really interesting because the whole point is just to keep pulling people through, keep telling a story. Are there calls to action at the end of those stories? Or are they just continuing on yeah, so the call to action on each of those videos is to go out to, um, they're actually opting in for the training that's coming up, which is basically the product launch sequence for product launch formula. Um, but as part of that on the thank you page is then a call to action to join the Facebook group and join the community. And so it's built, it's not necessarily as marketed as the, it's, it, they know that it's a Facebook group, but yep. the underlying principle there is you're joining the community to interact and get the most out of this training that we're going to be providing to you yep. at the start of the product launch. Okay. Well, this, this is really interesting. And I'm guessing in that side, that Facebook group is where the product launch formula comes into play. The four or five videos that Jeff Walker talks about, you mm -hmm. unleash inside of that group. And then that's when you have your offer at the end as well as live interaction and kind of the FAQ part of it as well. The, the biggest problem that uh, people do have when they're using the product launch um, Facebook group, uh, the way we did it here is if they leave that Facebook group open after uh, the product launch, then people are thinking, mm -hmm. oh, I'll just stay in the product launch or in the Facebook group here and ask my questions in the Facebook group. So you need to expire that Facebook group after your launch is done. Otherwise, people will think that they can just hang out in there and get yeah. their answers, peer-based stuff, instead of actually getting it from the experts. Okay, this is really, really interesting. Thank you. Now, I do have a selfish question for either Spencer or Kevin. And that is, um, I am hearing from a lot of different people, it's now a great time to build your list. Now, if, if we were to do, say, a list building ad, would it change or what would your strategy be for creating a uh, some sort of list building campaign on Facebook? I think the list building campaign is the same as it has been pre-COVID. You're asking whether it's different with COVID or? Sure. And if it's not, let's just, if, if you could please, maybe just go a little quick overview. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's the same. When we, as an example, what we do with the product launch, normally you have, yeah, you have your three different offers that you're doing within the product launch. Mm -hmm. um, the important thing there is, um, is actually when we did it on an evergreen product launch, so we had automated webinars running, we were able to uh, generate so much more leads by offering all three um, offers on the front end. So all three were running on the front end, and then each of those led into the same webinar. Um, and that way, we actually, when we uh, added a fourth opt-in that then led to the webinar, it exploded everything because Anytime that you have uh, a number of offers on the front end, you can then go through your retargeting. If the first one doesn't connect with them, it may not be uh, solving a problem that they have. 
So your other uh, three that you have there that you can then send out to them through retargeting may uh, solve a problem that they, they actually have and you're not limited to one lead magnet. That's one thing that I would suggest is not limit yourself to one lead magnet, but have uh, like three different lead magnets at least that you're running traffic to that address different problems. Interesting. Okay. So let's just say you have lead magnet number one, targeting group of people. They see it, they bounce, they say, not for me. Okay. Think about another problem they're facing. Get those people who maybe visited, watch a certain part of the ad, show them the next lead magnet, uh, repeat that a few times. And then what was the last bit you said with your, with your webinar to, to sort of tie, tie it all up? And so all of those lead magnets go into the same offer for the webinar. So the webinar, mm-hmm. uh, the webinar is actually on the thank you page. So on the thank you page, we say, here is your, uh, your video or, or your PDF that's related to what you opt in. And mm-hmm. we also have, we also go into a lot more depth on a, a webinar and you can join that webinar here. And then it's, it's scheduling a, a top of the hour, every 15 minute video or a webinar in this case. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, we've got a really nice broad uh, topic of conversation. We've gone through campaign, behavioral targeting, behavioral targeting, product launch story strategy. Um, is there anything else maybe you'd like to help out my listeners with? Anything you've seen, tips or strategies in right now what's going on with COVID? Um, I think the the biggest thing there is not necessarily focusing specifically on COVID and that's kind of like what Spencer was talking about. So in a way you're reassuring um, the, the world that, you know, we're all in this together type of situation, but Mm -hmm. um, you really, I don't think it's beneficial to necessarily call out the situation with COVID specifically when you're, when you come from, reassuring and when you transition that to marketing whatever products or services that you're marketing um the only difference there may be like on local restaurants or something like that where now you're no longer have uh dine-in uh possibility so you're doing takeout um and curbside service and different things like that and then the other considerations there with any um thing is to make sure that they understand that they're protected and they're not going to get COVID-19 from eating your food or different things like that yeah. So just, yeah, just seeing people where they're at, um, not leading with the virus, just really focusing on how you can help them. And just like Spence was saying at the very beginning, really focusing on the problems that they're going through, whether it's info overwhelm or someone that they need to look to, to look up to for hope and for following. Um, and I think that's a real big takeaway from today's interview for me and I'm sure for my listeners as well. And so guys, you know, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. I'd be more than happy for you to, um, you know, give a bit of a, a plug for your podcast, a little, um, where can people find you? Uh, I'd love to hear that. Sure. Uh, they can go to uh, paytrafficlab.com for the podcast and, uh, that links out to both uh, Apple iTunes and Spotify and, and uh, Android and all that. And then we set up um, a free gift for any of your listeners too, if they want to uh, get some information, some training videos that I have on setting up Google Tag Manager for that re- behavioral targeting based on time on page and scroll depth and all that. They can go to paytrafficlab.com forward slash Jules, J-U-L-E-S, and uh, sign up for that. There's a coupon code there. It's normally a $49 product. Um, if they put jewels in the coupon code uh, field there too, they'll get it for free. And then that, that. Uh, that 
I did a presentation, I think a few years ago, um, up in LA at Vid Summit that walks through that whole story video product launch uh, campaign that we did. I did a case study up there. They can get that by going to paidtrafficlab.com forward slash story video and uh, S-T-O-R-Y-B-I-D-E-O. And that will uh, take them out to YouTube, uh, up on my YouTube channel where they can watch that presentation. It's about 30 minutes. Nice. Cool. And Spence, have you got anything else to finish up with? Um, no, I, I, I do. I, I actually took a couple notes. So I think for any of the listeners right now, um, it feels overwhelming to create video unless you happen to be incredibly narcissistic and love seeing your face on camera, um, which I'm not. <laughs> so, um, as business owners, we're always trying to think how we can uh, create something for our audiences. And what I want to say is every single person is in the same situation right now. So, I have gone through and received customer testimonials by doing Zoom calls with them. And I just record it. Now I have some great testimonial content. Um, I can petition people to send me a video, you know, from their phone over to me. Um, The playing field is level now. And like there is no better time than right now to be connecting with your audiences. don't worry so much about the short-term cash like flash sales and bringing in money, like think long-term. And then uh, when it comes to paid traffic, Kevin's behavioral targeting strategy is literally the best strategy to use. Uh, I've, I've been associated with a lot of marketers and a lot of things. There's nothing better. So this may be an episode to hit the rewind button and listen to over again and make sure you go to those links that Kevin provided. But super valuable paytrafficlab.com is the podcast and all the other content yeah there I've was one written, tool yes yeah, sorry go ahead. yeah there is one tool spence what is that tool that caleb uses is it boom boom uh bomb bomb but bomb, i mean you bomb. can you can use the same thing with like get app or you can even like create screen capture videos with zoom i mean yeah either so one works. The, it, bomb bomb was it was interesting when i got the email from caleb that to actually have that moving uh, GIF in, embedded into the, uh, the email of the video. And I think it makes it easy to capture and send out an email, but you could like, you, yeah, I use cloud app uh, for my client uh, videos that I share. And then there's a lot of solutions like Spencer said out there. Nice. Bomb bomb go. It was a get app. You said get, app, get yeah. cloud or cloud, just call cloud app. And I think their website's weird, like get cloud. They probably couldn't buy the real domain or something like that. Okay. Boys, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. It's been a pleasure. So, what did you think of the episode? Really, really interesting, right? Especially that story campaign. Um, you know, where they're, they're, they're leading you through every sort of objection with the story, warming you up, and then how it leads into the group. Super, super powerful stuff. And now, don't forget to take them up on... The course, $49 coupon for Advanced Google Tag Manager. Now, the real benefit for that is how do you take advantage of people who are already looking at your stuff and then be able to learn how to remarket them? Um, Because we all know that's so, so powerful. Go check out these guys on Paid Traffic Lab Podcast if you want to go really deep dive into more about the stuff about Facebook ads. I'm going to leave that 
um, in the link in the description. Um, but otherwise, that's it for today on Storytelling Secrets. I'm going to see you back here for Monday for the solo show. See you then.